Before I go into the, the formal part of the statement here on the budget, um, let, me, let me observe that about uh, a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, one of the council members in reflecting on the city's budget process made the observation that by time the council gets done uh, making modifications to the mayor's recommendations, less than 1% of the budget is changed. And the point being uh, supposedly that the mayor had undue influence on the control of the budget uh, and, and, and how we spend money. Probably 80% of the operating budget goes for salaries. Uh, when we look at the capital budget, probably a similar amount goes for similar types of capital improvements ranging from uh, reconstruction of streets, which involves sewers and, 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 and the like, uh, the kinds of things that we simply routinely have to do as the city both ages and grows. So uh, you start out with 80% of the capital and 80% of the operating budget pretty much locked in. It's something that uh, no matter who made up the council or who was the mayor would be part of uh, a budget from one year to the next. Now, of that remaining percent, as we'll stay with the capital budget since that's what uh, is being released today, what we have is much of what I recommended is a combination of recommendations that both the council and I have made continuously over the years, some of which simply can't be undone. And so I, I can assure you uh, and I wouldn't want this kind of system, but if the mayor prepared the budget and that was it, uh, the budget would be very different than what it looks like in terms of that remaining 10 to 20 percent. Uh, the, the point being that the council, through its actions, either in past years or the ability to predict what they'll do in the future, uh, has a lot to say about uh, about the budget that that I submit, so it's 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 really uh, demeaning to the council to suggest its influence is limited to any amendments that be made may be made in the budgetary process, but in fact the council's influence is sane throughout the year as both the agencies and I prepare the recommended budget. And as to anything that might be different, uh, page six of the addendum, obviously, is one area that I've spent a good deal of time discussing over the years, and that has to deal with the tremendous increase in the debt service uh, that, that, that we've seen. Now, Madison is, is consistently ranked in the top ten by Forbes, by NerdWallet, Livability, Smart Growth America, and various other uh, organizations, businesses, and agencies who find that we are simply one of the best places to live 
and uh, to, to grow a business in the United States. To be successful, we have to continue to protect Madison's unique sense of place. We have to focus on creating places for connection. We need to continuously improve the way the city does business. We need to uh, invest in equity and diversity and make Madison a welcoming and enjoyable place. This is a formula that has made Madison great, and we must continue to implement this formula in a way that is balanced and affordable. The 2018 executive capital budget and the 2019 to 23 capital improvement plan known as the SIP, CIP, reflects the continuing need to replace aging infrastructure while investing limited financial resources in affordable housing, economic growth, and services to the city's diverse population. The increasing capital investment needs have been identified in previous SIPs, capital improvement plans, and are coming due over the next five years. Agency requests for new general obligation borrowing for next year, 2018, totaled over $89 million. Consistent with my goal of limiting the capital budget to already planned amounts, this budget that I'm submitting includes $85 million of general obligation borrowing. This includes over $3 million to address declining federal funding for transit capital, including buses and facilities. It's clear, particularly from, from national publications, the work uh, being done by uh, Bloomberg, the work being done by Brookings, that cities are centers for innovation. But we can only be innovative for so long. Cities must provide services even when the state and the federal governments to refuse to live up to their obligations. We've been and will continue to find ways to deliver those services that matter the most to our residents. Nevertheless, providing those services in the face of declining national and state assistance means that local families and businesses must shoulder the burden through higher property taxes to pay a greater share of the cost for ensuring everyone that everyone can get to work and school. Bus rapid transit is an excellent example of the need for state and federal leadership. We know that bus rapid transit works. It can move people to jobs faster and has been implemented successfully in other cities. To get it done in Madison, we need state government to help us create a regional transportation authority to help fund the operating costs, and we need the federal government to make a significant capital investment, as it has historically done in other cities throughout the United States, including Madison. We strive to make Madison a place where all can live, work, and play. The investments proposed in my capital budget and capital improvement plan will increase the annual funding level for capital projects over the next few years. The executive capital budget includes the amounts that you see following in the addendum for 2018, and we have additional funding information that can be found in these attached graphs and tables. Uh, I know that the cameras can't uh, swing over to look at the, at the TV screen, uh, but I do want to show you um, first uh, the funding here in graph form that covers 
the capital improvement plan and what it represents in terms of general obligation, debt, as well as other methods for financing. Uh, when we get to this chart right here, which actually is a map of the city, you get to see the location of our capital projects uh, in the 2018 SIP. If we can find these interactively, and if you uh, go to the site online, you'll be able to click on a specific location, uh, a dot, and then have the opportunity to see exactly what it is. Uh, the one here on the east side is the public housing redevelopment, TRUAC Phase 3. It's in the budget for $150,000. Over here on the near west side, uh, off of University Avenue, you see traffic s signal in installations uh, for $80,000. If we go further to the east, the far east side, um, you'll see here, the Capital City Bicycle Trail, and slightly to its north, uh, a major commitment which is going to really bring a sense of place uh, to the Cottage Grove area, uh, and that's the, the major street improvements that we're making as Cottage Grove goes by I-39 and, and Sprecher. This is uh, one of the, the innovations in terms of, of really being open source in regards to the development of the budget and its accessibility to the people of our community, or for that matter, anyone who wants to look at it. And the only other thing I want to do is show you that there's a color-coded legend, uh, and you can see the, the colors associated with each type of facility, parks, transportation, or utilities. Um, just move, moving along here. Uh, I don't want, otherwise we could spend the hours going over all of this. But um, in terms of transportation, uh, as you go into this interactive uh, site, you can see that you can identify, for example, each transportation uh, endeavor that we're committed to next year. Here's the Cottage Grove one that I pointed to earlier. Here's the work that's going to be on Monroe Street. Uh, here's continuation of our work on Highway M to the far west. Here is another map showing our utility activities. And again, uh, each dot represents a separate project as they're well scattered throughout the city. Uh, here near the Beltline, we've got uh, some work on one of our water utility wells. Uh, another example uh, is another water utility well uh, uh, near, near, near the cemeteries. So uh, with this innovation, we're, we're making tremendous progress in uh, making the budget accessible to the public, and we hope that uh, people learn from it, enjoy it, and give us comments about uh, its utility. So, uh, questions? I had a question on the Metro Transit St. Joseph Rails facility being pushed back, and I'm just curious um, why that was, particularly with that hinged on federal funding. 
the, the lack of federal funding and the size of uh, the budget uh, is, is the main reason. Any other questions? Um, questions off topic, off the budget. So let's let's stay on the budget. Okay, uh, I just want to clarify. Did you say this is the first time the map is uh, being utilized for the budget? This is the first time we've done anything like this interactive. Okay. Up until this year, just about the only thing uh, that was available online was the ability to access the hard copy of the budget and and to, to look at it, to download it. But uh, we've never had anything as explicit uh, and and uh, as as viable for, for, for public explanations where people can really, you know, find what they're looking for. Uh, again here right now the, the map is up for uh, parks. And so we can see all the parks uh, programs that will be in the capital budget next year. And again, you can click on e any one of them. Uh, and for example, here's 3.1 million to, to Vilas. And of course, you'll, each one of the box, pop-up boxes has the link that says more info, and then you can get the full narrative as to what's involved in that specific project and learn here that it's part of the Henry Vilas uh, Park Master Plan and uh, get more details as to how the money's being spent. Um, I guess on the city's um, uh, debt levels and debt service projections, I know that yeah. you've had, I mean, there are, you've had concerns that have been vocal about them in the past. Are there any new concerns or um, I guess I'm just kind of curious um, the concern is, is, is goes back as, as far as uh, my coming into office in 2011 that uh, we were borrowing too much. We continue to borrow too much. I'd like to believe that um, my concerns and my working with the council has had some effect uh, in that the uh, debt service is lower than it might otherwise have been. But I, I am not satisfied uh, that it's been lowered enough. In most instances, uh, I think that there were reasonable solutions where it really amounted to just postponing projects. The, the issue with most of these activities is not, is this needed, is it a good idea? Yes, they're needed, they are good ideas. But we simply can't do so much all at once. And uh, what I find happening is the, say, two groups of the council wanting two different items will get together and say, I'll support yours if you support mine. And uh, that results in majorities approving both projects and the borrowing and the debt service uh, increasing at an unreasonable rate. number of um, large capital investment projects um, that were really included in last year's budget and now have been reauthorized, um, you know, for the coming years. Um, does that, I mean, are those putting the city in a tough spot or is it just? Um, 
you know, kind of the concerns. Well, the, re the reauthorization is a result of the initial approval, and the initial approval, in my estimation, for many of these projects was premature. Any other questions? Okay, I, I don't know what your question is. I'm probably not going to answer anything that isn't about the budget, but go ahead. I was just looking for your thoughts on Trump and the administration moving forward to slowly phase out the uh, DACA program yeah. and uh, the reaction for the state. Yeah, we had a press conference on that last Tuesday. Um, I will probably have another press conference in the next two or three days on that. I'll simply say that uh, tragically, what I was fearful of last week is, is coming true, which is Donald Trump is holding the DACA recipients hostage for a wall. And he's saying uh, if we're going to uh, allow them to stay in this country, then you have to approve, approve my wall, uh, which is a pretty horrible thing to do. Just in regards to this uh, city council making a move to vote on the second remaining Confederate monument, just thoughts or advice? Right, let, me, let me be clear about this because the, uh, there's no council action on it tonight. Um, it's in for introduction. That means nobody speaks on it. Council members don't speak on it. We won't have public comment on it. It's going to get – if it's – goes through as we expected. It will go through for referral to committees. Uh, my own preference is the option of uh, keeping the monument there and installing a second monument explaining why the first monument exists and explaining that part of our history where we, uh, as a nation, allowed the adoption of the Black Codes allowed a new form of economic slavery to exist for another almost 100 years.